and KXNO. After becoming bowl eligible with last week's win over Wisconsin, the Iowa football team will go for a fourth win in a row when they visit Minnesota on Saturday. College Hoops, Chris Murray with 29 points for the Hawkeyes and last night's win over Seton Hall. Iowa now 3-0. and With a blizzard expected to dump two or more feet of snow in the Buffalo area this weekend, the NFL says it is preparing for all eventualities for Sunday's Bills-Browns game. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Did you see the NFL is actually considering moving the Buffalo versus Cleveland game from Buffalo this weekend because of the snowstorm? The weather is going to be... It's going to be awful. But you watch, did you saw Western Michigan yes. Central Life? That was fun. Yes. Snow I games mean, are the best. I agree with you as we sit in our living rooms right. and put another log on the fire. And, <laughs> but I, I, I don't want them to move no. that game. Lambo's going to be in the 20s tonight. I checked. That's balmy for this time of year. Here come the Titans, and here comes Dave Sinek in the headcheese.com. Uh, you can read uh, all of uh, Dave's coverage at zonecoverage.com. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Boy, oh, boy, what a a uh, shot in the arm, a much-needed victory last night against the Cowboys, or last week, rather, against the Cowboys. A lot of folks wondering, um, is this a turning point in the season? How do they move forward with that one? How do they build on it? Going to be tough, with include starting tonight against what I think is a decent football team in Tennessee. How are you? I'm good, yeah. I'll let you know in about 10 hours if that was a turning point. I, they have to back up what they did against Dallas and, and do it do it against the Titans tonight. Obviously they go to Philly next week and then Chicago before the bye. So this is a it's a must game and it's a it's a tough matchup because that's a that's a tough, well coached team. We saw them in Kansas City with a rookie quarterback take uh, Patrick Mahomes to overtime. So this is a, a legit team that does not match up really well for the pack. Tennessee, the physicality that they play with, the toughness and just their ability to find a way Week after week, that has not been the case, certainly this season for Green Bay until last week. And Ken asked the question, turning point for this team, they had a game plan and they stuck with it. And it looked for three quarters plus like that game plan was not going to come to fruition. But what does that say to you about this coaching staff? That they came in there, it would have been very easy, down 28-14. Look, we got to just start chucking it around. Instead, they stayed with that run and ultimately got back in the game. Yeah, Trent, it's just really encouraging because it's just been frustrating for Packer fans all season to know, all right, your your wide receiving room is not exactly full of uh, superstars. So turn <laughs> yeah. to your best offensive player, and that's Aaron Jones, and, and make sure he touches the ball 20 times. I, I think there is this thinking, you got this two-headed attack, and you want to preserve Aaron Jones for the playoffs and, and don't wear him out. But they didn't have that luxury this year, and they need to make sure he's a focal part of the offense, and it was encouraging going down two touchdowns that they did not abandon the run. They knew it was working. Uh, they knew it was weakening that defense, and and obviously much tougher against the number two ranked rush defense tonight. And we'll see how Green Bay does on the ground. That's that's a key. If Green Bay's not running the football, then I think Tennessee's winning this game. And obviously, on the other side, you know Tennessee's going to run the football. So 
yeah, really curious to see how that running game performs early. Both David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are questionable. I have a feeling that's going to be their designation every week. Mm-hmm. There's no indication they're going to miss the game. But if they're both out there uh, with four defensive starters already out for Tennessee and, and maybe their best, Jeffrey Simmons, questionable, uh, I, I think there's an opportunity for Green Bay at home in cold weather in prime time to, to do some physicality of their self offensively and, and run that football down the Titans' throats. Uh, Christian Watson, their uh, draft pick uh, out of uh, second round pick out of uh, North Dakota State, by far his best game. I mean, not even close, right? He three touchdown uh, catches in that game, uh, ran away for some guys. Um, does it look as though, I mean, is, is Favre star Favre, is Roger starting to be? You know, more comfortable with him? Does the trust factor starting to be there? And what did Watson's game last week, what does that mean for this offense? Yeah, it's such a sight for sore eyes. It's been such a rough start for Christian Watson. Missed most of training camp with a knee injury. But, of course, the very first offensive play of the year is a a bomb at U.S. Bank Stadium that Mm -hmm. is right in his hands and he drops. Then he suffered uh, additional hamstring, concussion, it's just been one thing after the other. And I think what was really important last Sunday was Green Bay threw to him twice on that first drive, and he dropped both of those passes that were very catchable. And Rodgers went up to him on the sideline at the bench and said, look, I'm still throwing to you. I need you. And it showed that confidence. And then, obviously, everything exploded after that long 58-yard touchdown that like a light bulb went on for that kid. And uh, the speed is rare. The, the hands are exceptional. The, just the athletic build is is 99th percentile for receivers. So if the mental part can come in, it, it changes everything for Green Bay's offense. I don't think he's a guy at this point that you expect to catch five for 100 week in, week out and be a, a fantasy superstar. But I think he's proven that he's got the speed and the intelligence to understand defenses where they've got to pay attention to him now. They've got to make sure that they've got a safety paying attention to Christian Watson. And with Randall Cobb coming back tonight, Lazard getting healthier, I think Green Bay's passing game is going to get a lot more productive. But it starts with Watson because nobody on that team has the speed he has and, uh, and it's the raw natural ability. Uh, they're excited about his potential. They certainly need that potential to, to be consistent. And, again, if he can just move the chains a couple times and maybe he finds the end zone, maybe not. Uh, but if he can just be a part of the solution tonight, uh, I think Green Bay will be in good shape. When Amari Rodgers would actually hold on to the football, he was pretty dynamic as a punt returner. He couldn't. Five fumbles this year, and he's now in Houston. What do they do in punt returns, and is this going to be old school, just put somebody back hmm. there, fair catch it, we'll figure it out later, because it has been a disaster back there with Rodgers. And it has been for a number of years. It's, it's boggled my mind how they pay so little attention to the returner spot over the years when you've got a, a Super Bowl contending team. and It's just such a an easy spot to pay attention to. Um, they never have, and, and Rodgers has been a disaster. We we just hold our breath and say, just catch the ball. <laughs> just don't even go anywhere. Just just catch the ball. We'll yeah. go from there. Um, they put in Keyshawn Nixon, who has been handling kickoffs. He's not a natural punt returner. Uh, I don't think he had ever done it in the NFL before Sunday, and he gave us a couple of kind of tense moments there, too. My guess is he'll be back there tonight. But they did sign D.D. Westbrook earlier this week. Um, who played for the Vikings last year and um, was in Jacksonville before that. And he's got a pretty good resume. Not a hugely dynamic punt returner, but averages eight or nine. I guess he's had five fumbles in his career over five seasons. So I'm not thrilled with that, but 
Uh, they did add a guy to the practice squad. We'll see if they elevate him for tonight. Uh, my guess is they hope to have him ready for next week. But uh, that that's the latest guy, and it wouldn't shock me if Randall Cobb's feeling good enough that they even put him back there. Wow. Uh, in these games against good opponents, Titans, Eagles, these next two weeks, we, we know a punt return can change everything. It almost changed the Dallas game after a quick three and out. It put Dallas back with the ball, and they scored and took the lead. We know how it can change momentum so quickly. And I just hope Green Bay finds a guy that just knows how to catch it at this point. Well, it's it's um, it's not a must win yet, but it's it's, on, it's teetering on that territory, isn't it? As far as, you know, there, we know there's seven teams out of uh, uh, each one of the conferences that get to the postseason. Green Bay's on the outside looking in right now, but if they can put a couple together after what they lose in a row, five, four, five games in a row. Five in a row. Five yeah. in a row, which just is uh, unheard of. Not must win, is it, Dave? But certainly, you know, close. No, it's absolutely a must-win for me, uh, for sure. I think maybe nine and eight gets the in, right? So ten and seven probably will. I mean, the teams they're going to be chasing for the wild card, the Giants and the Commanders, beat Green Bay, so they're going to have right. to have better records than those teams. I, I have a feeling they're going to have to be ten and seven, and that means you know you can afford to lose one more game, and you still got to go to mm-hmm. Philly, Chicago, and Miami, and you still have the Vikings at home and the the Rams who don't look great, but. There are, I mean, next week, I mean, you're not going to go to Philly on Sunday night no. and be expected to win. Certainly they can win, and uh, we saw they're mortal, and Jordan Davis is going to miss that game. But, yeah, no, you've got to win your home games yeah. 100%. So, for me, yes, this is a must game for Green Bay. Well, if this Packers season goes down the crapper, you have your Indiana Hoosiers and that basketball team uh, getting ready for a, a big, big slate of games coming up here over the next couple of weeks. Trace Jackson Davis back for another year. I think most everybody certainly knows about him, but how excited, how much anticipation do you have for the Hoosiers? And not just good enough to maybe win a regular season crown. What's the highest ceiling you think for this Indiana team? Well, my, my preseason hope is this is a Sweet 16 team, and I know that they're uh, ranked 13th right now, but they've got all the elements, I think, for a team to, to go deep. With Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson, two guys that have been around five years and uh, know how to play the game of basketball. And, you know, Xavier Johnson comes back as a point guard, and I think he's learned a lot uh, and showed in, in the tournament that he could be a big player. But they've got two freshmen that were teammates, that are one's a five star, one's a four star. Jalen Hood Shafino is a Jason Kidd type, you know, six five playmaker. And then Malik Renu has really stood out the first two games as a power forward that can pass the ball, is really strong underneath. So they got two freshmen they're going to get major minutes. And it's fun because you got Xavier Friday night, and in the next few weeks, they've got North Carolina, Kansas, and Arizona. Jeez. So. We're going to have a real good idea of, of what Indiana looks like. They're going to be battle-tested before they enter the Big Ten. And yeah, everybody says that looks like a down year. but I man, don't see it. Tom, Tom Izzo's got those Spartans mm-hmm. playing. Uh, you know, There's going to be some really good competitive teams in the Big Ten. But uh, for the first time since I graduated uh, in 84, well, maybe the early 90s with Calvert Cheney, it's been about 30 years uh, <laughs> since I've been this excited about the potential for an Indiana team. And I know that they've They've had good runs with Tom Crean, but uh, with Mike Woodson on the sidelines and the talent, the veteran talent back, 
I am excited about IU's chances this year. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I don't see the Big Ten being, and I, that's all we heard leading up to basketball. Oh, the Big Ten's down. The Big Ten's down. Really? Not what I've seen the first couple of weeks no. of the season. <laughs> Anyways, hey, we'll get you out of here on this. Our our mutual friend PA certainly getting a lot of love for his uh, the video that was put online, and I mean LeBron James is is uh, tweeting back at him. Uh, good for Paul Allen, right? Uh, what a, what a what a great dude. Yeah, I've been texting him a little bit the last couple of days. He's blown away by how, how viral that went. And, yeah. um, maybe a little disappointed the world is seeing how many chins he has these days. <laughs> you know. He has put on a few uh, LBs, hasn't he? <laughs> but he's uh, <laughs> there's no one more passionate yeah. about the team he covers. And that's not everybody's flavor of the day. You know, Wayne Larrabee is a much more measured yep. uh, announcer, certainly cheers hard or, or is excited when Green Bay does well, but PA wears his heart on his sleeve. He loves the team. He makes no bones about it. Whether you like that or not, you you can't not appreciate just the the passion he puts into to watching his favorite team play. And and for diehard Viking fans, as you guys can imagine, they they eat it up. And I'm I'm real happy he's getting the attention. Uh, he's, a, he's a good man. He's been yep. doing this a long time. And and he worked his way, you know, to get to where he is, and so you have to respect that. Well, and he had, uh, he, I mean, he was on with Trent and I yesterday, and he's getting dozens of requests and found time for Des Moines, Iowa, to come on and talk to, to Trent and I, which, uh, you know, certainly meant a lot. To, certainly meant a lot to us. Uh, Dave Sinek, we won't talk to you next week. Such a short week. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll catch up with you prior to that Bears game, Dave. Thank you very much for doing this. Appreciate it. Sounds great. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Dave Sinekin, uh, good man. Dave Sinekin, as he talks Packers and Titans. Where are you on this game? I, I, I love the Titans tonight. You love the Titans? I love the Titans tonight. I love the under. And you know I'm not a big total player, but this is uh, part What's the number? 41. Open to 42 and a half. It is sitting 41 across mm-hmm. the board this morning when I looked. Uh, probably about oh, 730 or so. It was 41 mm. every possible way out there because I was, is there a 41 and a half? No, I couldn't find it <laughs> yeah. as I was searching around. But yeah, uh, and I'm sweating out a game right now. Penn State Furman coming down to the wire. Another hot game. Did you yes. pull the car over to make this play or did you no, actually no, th- do it this, before you left the house? Oh yeah, th- yeah. Th- had this one locked in. This was uh, one of my first plays of the day and I have an absolute banger for this afternoon. Oh. We'll give it to you oh. with the circus, Circa picks that have been incredibly hot. You were seven. What were you yesterday? Seven and three again. Seven and three overall. The picks I gave out on the radio, five and one. Wow, and that was on the heels of a uh, on radio side, five and one, Jeez. and nine and one overall. You are on a heater, TC. No doubt about it. And that. we survive. Penn State covers. <laughs> Did they just do it? I had that one Good by stuff. five. All right, Bill Bender's going to talk uh, college football with Trent tonight. We'll just get back into the rankings. I am shocked. Well, maybe I should be. Um, just the way the f- number of people see this thing. How do you leave TCU out? You you can't, right? Who says that? Screaming A's, screaming well, all about it. Are you going to listen to Stephen No, a? I'm not. No, I'm not. On. Yeah. I mean, if it was the NBA, maybe. Right. Don't even give that oxygen. But but you know what? It's not It's not just him. There's other fools out there that feel the same. And I don't think they're just throwing. I hope we're not at that point that this is still the way talk radio is. With, just throw it out the wall. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. Yeah, but you I, know what? You get some, you get some blowback. Uh, get some clicks. Come on. Be smart. I, I agree with you. And he's killing the Big 12? Really? Idiotic. It's just idiotic. It's so short-sighted. It, it, it is. And if this was Texas or Oklahoma right. with the exact same Bob resume. Just with a smirk on his face? Come on, Paul Feinbaum, you're better. Now you know better than Well, that. he's not. He's a provocateur. I mean, that's what he does, and that's what he's, he's done. Made, well, they both made millions <laughs> yeah. doing it. 
Maybe um, we're doing it wrong. Maybe we are. Well, it's 20 after 12. That means it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Head to KXNO.com right now. And since you're there, you can enter this nationwide keyword contest by inserting the word cash into that pop-up box that just appeared. Cash at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bill Bender on college football. He's coming up next. It's Miller and Condon. Trent's got a steamer. Uh, he'll let that cat out of the bag in about 25 minutes. Miller and Condon. Oh, we got Claxons too. Mm-hmm. Well, do, will we do that before our pick? Before your pick? Yes. Yeah. All right. Claxons in about 25 minutes. Then Trent's play. Miller and Condon. Bill Bender next. It's 106.3. KXNO. NBA fans, NBA action is just getting started, and so are the great offers at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers out there, make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet, you'll get $200 in free bets. All the team has to do is win. And there's more, Trent. Check this out right now. Everybody can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay where you can buy multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, so many more uh, with bigger payouts than ever. That's where I will be to bet the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO. New customers, any $5 bet this week, $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10 plus leg requirement for the 100% boost. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Gambling problem? Call love. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on Lake House in Ankeny. Joined by Dr. Kelly Jansma from Elite Eye Care in Waukee and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Jansma, you do so much more than just new glasses and contacts. We also provide medical eye care for things like dry eyes, eye allergies, glaucoma, diabetic eye care, and especially urgent things. We want to encourage you to call our office when you have an eye emergency instead of going to urgent care where they might not be properly equipped to diagnose and manage an eye condition. That's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in Waukee and the Eye Company. Downtown Des Moines. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get Bill Bender in here from the Sporting News. Talk a little college football. Is Bobcats. Uh, they're in a good spot as far as the MAC. They lead the way in the East. Bill, Trent, and Ken Moore. But it's more than MAC that we want to have you on. I'm going to pick your brain, obviously. Uh, but uh, watching MAC that game last night, the uh, uh, Mount Pleasant were just, just snowing in sheets. That's what it's all about, Bill Bender. How are you? Yeah, I don't know how they played in that, you know, but that's MAC. It's wild. I watched, and I should have because I was just in mesmerized by yeah. uh, uh, that uh, definitely all the snow and everything that went into that. Yeah, no doubt. So next week for your squad, right, Does will they, they'll settle the East, right? The, for the, the Next week's for a chance to play in the championship. Am I right? 
I believe so. And I yeah. believe it's going to come down to a battle of the good old BG. Um, yeah. you know, BG's five and two. We're six and one. We, as in, I went there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I think the Bobcats take care of business down at Peden, though. So let's get into the college football playoff and the rankings. Not a whole lot of craziness. It feels like you know there's a path for a few teams, but we are, though we're not locked in, we have a pretty good idea. The one part about it is if it comes down to a final spot for LSU and Tennessee, Tennessee has the head-to-head. LSU would have a championship, including a win against Georgia, coupled with a win against Alabama. How would you break that down? I, I know we have to have the season play out. It would have to happen that fashion. We have to see LSU actually do it on the field against the Bulldogs. But you only got one spot, Tennessee, Tennessee at 11-1 and or an 11-2 and SEC champion LSU. Who gets a win for you? Who gets a spot? They'll give it to Tennessee. I, I don't know what's fair, honestly, um, but I think they'll give it to Tennessee. and Or, I mean, LSU. They'll give it to LSU champion mm-hmm. and Tennessee will be sitting there saying we beat those guys 40 to 13 and we have one <laughs> must loss right but you know what they'll say SEC champion yeah and they'll say beat Georgia and Alabama within the span of a month and just you know, they'll, they'll somehow find a way I, I don't know that this is right Trent but this is what they're going to do mm-hmm. and they'll throw away they'll act like that Florida State loss never happened yeah, which is remarkable. It just to, to me, it just uh, again, it just personifies how desperate this sport is to uh, to to expand. I mean, can you imagine down the stretch how many teams would still be mathematically alive at this point with two weeks to go? I I think once we get to this point, Bill, I think this is maybe uh, one aspect of it all that uh, that some people are missing. Just how many teams are still going to be involved? Look what look what the wild cards, the extra wild cards have done for baseball. You're the there's a week left in September, and there's still a handful of teams that are alive. Now take that to college football and the passion that that fan base brings to it. It's going to be bonkers watching this once we get to this expanded playoff with all of these schools that still have a chance to be a part of those 12 teams. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we, we watch Maction, like you just said. So, I mean, what do you think we're going to do if it's a right. Thursday night game between, yeah. you know, PCU and K-State? Or the, yeah, like K State that determines who's going to get the eight seed. I I see the checks and balances of it. So um, the other end of it though is my editor Bill Church. He does a what the twelve team would playoff would look like every week, and I told him this week I was like, well, that's seven Big Ten and SEC teams, and what is I will take away from the value from those games to a certain extent. Like Alabama loses to LSU, they're still in the playoff. That's the part that you're have to gonna you're gonna have to give away, and I think more more college football fans than I want to admit are willing to give that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me add, let me bring something up that Trent uh, brought it up yesterday in the show, uh, and, and I think he's he's, <laughs> he's spot on. Um, and it, it was it was his problem was, and I'm paraphrasing. Trent, stop me if you if, if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm saying this wrong. You had a problem with the bottom of, oh, yes. of the rankings, and and particularly when it comes to NC State. And I think Trent putting on the maybe not putting on a tinfoil hat because if it is, I want him to make one for me. But when it comes to trying to find a way to you know make Clemson more relevant, having uh, a win over a top twenty-five NC State who should not be there after they got picked off by Boston College. Do you think the committee's going out of their way to do that? I'm buying with Trent Selling. Maybe a little. I don't think I think North Carolina should be ranked higher with that offense and not they shouldn't be ranked behind Penn State. I think well, 
keeping NC State in there was wrong, too. So I think both things can be right. I think Clemson-North Carolina is going to be a fun game, but I don't know that either one of those teams is a playoff team. And that's mm-hmm. the weird part. I mean, right. in a 12-team format, sure. Clemson mm-hmm. can go out and prove it in a 12-teamer. And, you know, again, that 12-team playoff that we had set up, it was interesting looking at it because the way it was set up this week was Alabama would play Clemson for the right to play Georgia. How about and that? For, those, for the World Cup fans out of there, out here, it's uh, I guess that would be called the group of death is what they call <laughs> yeah, it in soccer. Good point. Bill, to the games this weekend, and – it's a uniform game with USC, Ugh. UCLA. I've had a strong opinion on this one all week long, and I've heard some dissenting opinions out there. What do you anticipate we're going to see? Packed house. It's going to have, obviously, fans from both sides. The student section is going to be banged out. A rarity at the Rose Bowl. It's sold out. What do you think we're going to see with the UCLA-USC matchup? Fun game. Mm-hmm. Wildly entertaining game between mm-hmm. two good offenses, two different ways of going about it. I think UCLA will run all over USC. And I think USC will throw all over UCLA, and it'll lead to this wonderful game between Thompson Robinson and Caleb Williams. I like USC to win. And here's my other part about it Tuesday. I think you guys saw it. If USC wins out, they're going to go to the playoffs. Yep. I think you're right. I, I, I like I, it. Yep. Question is, if they win out, can they beat UCLA, Notre Dame, and, a, and probably Utah or Oregon? That's tall order. Well, that's just it, Bill. It's it's the remaining part of their schedule that just uh, elevates their 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 status even more, right? You just laid it out. If they beat UCLA and then they beat Notre Dame and they beat whoever lines up against them um, in, in the Pac-12 championship, look out below. Whether it's Oregon, whether it's Utah, those would be three incredible wins. Because look what Notre Dame has done. By the way, have you guys noticed what Notre Dame has done to their ACC portion of their schedule? They haven't lost an ACC. They haven't. Lost one. Well, and they haven't lost one for like four years, five years. It's, it's unbelievable. So well, that doesn't that, that to me kind of knocks the ACC down a peg. How about you, Bill? Or they need to have a conversation with Notre Dame and tell uh, tell them to join the conference. Yeah, good time, point. Yeah. Stop doing this to us because they literally. It's interesting with Notre Dame. They played left in the playoff, and they will have played four of them after they Jeez. play USC. They knocked two of them out. And they gave Ohio State their best game in a lot of ways. Um, so, not for that Marshall loss and that Stanford loss. I mean, Marcus Freeman's got things figured out. And that's why I think next weekend it's an undercard right now. But if does win against UCLA, USC-Notre Dame, really fun. Because it's the first time with Lincoln Riley and Marcus Freeman. That's going to be a great game. Bill, uh, want to fast forward here a little bit, not through the weekend, but looking forward to next week and, of course, Ohio State, Michigan. You are an Ohio guy, grew up there, back in the state, so this rivalry, you know the importance. We just had our rivalry game in our state extended with the Iowa State game through 2027, but we know the rivalry is much different there. Take us in, as an Ohioan, what that rivalry means, what it means to the area, and, and just the buildup, and certainly the buildup that's going to be on the line coming up this year, what it's like for a matchup like this. Oh, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's a chance that they're both going to be 11-0, and 0, and that doesn't happen often. I remember when it did in 06, and just the build-up to the the build up to the game was almost better than the game, yeah. if that's possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're getting here. I mean, by the time you get to the game, it's unreal. Uh, 2016's the last really awesome one they played. I know Michigan won last year, but it wasn't. 
16 was, you know, overtime and drama and turnovers and a controversial spot. Um, mm-hmm. I think one has a lot of those elements in it. It's a contrast in styles. It's a contrast in coaches. Michigan is the most boring good team in the planet. <laughs> I mean, did you watch the Nebraska game, how boring that game was? And then you look up and you're like, they just won 34 to 3 and limited them to like 150 yards. It was pretty amazing. You know what? Maybe that's why I was slow to the Michigan, as far as jumping on the Michigan bandwagon. Because it's when, but then in the last couple of weeks, Bill, that, that it's dawned on me, you know what? This is a pretty good football team. Maybe it's just because they're tough to watch and they just don't wow you. But as you mentioned, you look up at the scoreboard at the end of it, and it's 31 to 7 or something like that. Maybe that's why, what, what it is. I think for us, that are a little bit older. I I wasn't old enough to like remember the seventies, but um, that's probably what it looked like in the seventies mm-hmm. when they dominated teams. Like they just ran them over, and then they were like, "Oh, we won thirty-five to seven. It's a great day in Ann Arbor." Um, it's exactly what Jim Harbaugh is doing now. And then on Ohio State's end, yeah, Stroud has been amazing. Marvin Harrison might be the best player in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's just incredible and. And their running game has had a couple injuries. Their defense is better this year. I think both teams are better than what they were last year, which means hmm. that this game is going to be incredible. <laughs> Indeed it is. Bill Bender from the Sporting News, your Packers win tonight? I hope so. I mean, that was a nice win Sunday. Uh, you know, my wife's a Cowboys fan, so nice. I don't feel sorry for her, though. I just was like, <laughs> I don't feel sorry for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, we'll see if they get it done tonight. It'll be a fun game. Thank you, Bill Bender. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you in your short week, so we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Bill, thanks for doing this for us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Take care. Good to hear from you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News uh, as we catch up on a couple of games with Bill. Uh, good stuff. Uh, he's bright about that USC schedule down the stretch. If they get through that, uh, that gets your attention. All yeah, right. 12-1. and one. There's going to be other teams that lose. Yeah. It's not in a vacuum. No. You have to look at it big picture, right. and there's going to be teams that lose. TCU with one loss. Out. I don't think it should be. I think they're done. But I think you're right. Mm-hmm. They lose this week to Baylor. I think. I think Even if they throttle Iowa State and dominate in the Big 12 championship yeah. game, outside looking in. I Too much from the SEC. Right. Possibility of 11-2. and two. two Big Ten teams that absolutely both deserve a chance. Is all this conversation just stupid because Georgia's going to murder everybody? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, what have they shown you differently so far? Outside of that weird Saturday night in Missouri, mm-hmm. the way that they controlled that game against Tennessee, of course, week one against Oregon, our new coaching staff, it was weird. That one, I can't see it. Does Ohio State's offense give them fits? I mean, they're both of their running backs, the Buckeyes' so. running backs are hurt. I, I like Tennessee's offense a lot more. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Hooker's a deal. The real <laughs> deal. Hyatt's unbelievable. And look what Georgia did to them. All right, let's open up the phone lines, Trent Condon. Right now, the first four of you at uh, 284-5966, 515-284-5966. Your opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. Uh, if you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 If you're getting a ring, that means that you're in. It's time to give away klaxons. We'll do that on the other side. But don't uh, don't leave us after that because Trent's got a steamer tonight. He's got a hot one. Uh, he'll uh, share that with us uh, before we get out of here at 1. It's Miller and Condon. Claxon barbecue giveaway on next on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 XNO. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. 
and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. You know, I, I, I meant to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the total in the Browns-Bills, is it even posted? Not knowing where the game is going to be played and the conditions that, if it did, it is does stay in Buffalo. What, um, how, how bad they're going to be? I'll look here. I, I would guess it's still on the board. They haven't moved anything yet. They don't really change things in anticipation of a possible move. Yeah, it's still up on the board. What's it, what is the total? 42, 42 and a half. There's 143 out there currently. Open at 44. So if if there's four feet of snow, which yeah. way would you go? Well, they're going to move it. I mean, they, I don't know. They, they don't have to run through it. Well, The you... plows will be on the field. Maybe. Not like the New England Patriots with the convict that was out there. <laughs> yeah, that was great. For a field goal kick. Uh, last night was, I, it was great TV. I mean, when uh, when uh, Seton Hall and I when we went to commercial, I went right over. Was it two hundred nine to whatever one of the uh, ESPNs uh, that had the game from Mount Pleasant? Just, just sheets of snow. Speaking of that, uh, I found myself over to three seventy four last night. You ever make your way I there? Have never been on what what channel is that? That is BYU TV. Seriously? And on DirecTV? Yes, and that is where the BYU Missouri State game was last night. As you know, I had an invested interest, so. Popped over there. Is that a fact? Also had to change my, uh, what do you call it, resolution, because it was in the old format. Oh, yeah. So I had to do it so I could actually see the score bug, because I couldn't see the score bug in the resolution. So all of their using. games are showing? Not all of them, but a few from time to time. I found myself over there a time or two throughout the years. Does the Big 12 get to capture that? If one, once I would say join? no. I okay. would guess, yeah, that the... The BYU TV market, that'll be dried up. ESPN will take over those rights. I got you. All right, let's uh, give away some barbecue from Claxons. Four of you. We've got a couple of Rons, a Randy and a Derek. Uh, we'll give you four games. You give us four answers. You get the most right. We'll give you $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Oh, by the way, Trent's play of the day. His, uh, he's got one. He loves it. He's going to share that with us uh, once we get through Claxons. Claxon online. Claxonbbq.com. Ron P. is up first. Hello, Ron. How are you? I'm okay. Go Good. Blackhawks, and I'm Ron number one. The other Ron doesn't matter. I always will win. <laughs> okay, I like your confidence. Um, Gophers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hawkeyes. Go Hawks. All right, Iowa State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Texas Tech. What is Texas Tech's record? Uh, they're a little bit better than Iowa State's. I don't know. I think they got five, five wins. Five and five? Yeah. Five, yeah. 
I'll go Texas Tech. All right. Cowboys are actually favored in uh, up in the Twin Cities, taking on the Vikes. Point and a half favored. Cowboys, one and a half over Minnesota. Score, score. All right. And then uh, Green Bay is a three and a half point favorite over Tennessee tonight. Uh, let's go, Tennessee Titans. All right. I know you're waiting for this, Ron, the tiebreaker. They're going to play it for the 109th time. The good guys are trying to win their third straight Grey Cup game. Total points, Toronto Argonauts. Who would you go with? Well, I would, it's my home. I would take Winnipeg, but I okay, need I need to Brent go with. Well, we need total points. Well, yeah, we, we need don't points. Need, we don't need oh, who wins. Total it's total points. points. And it's How played in Regina. Well, it's in Regina, Saskatchewan, the armpit of the world, quite frankly. <laughs> How cold is it? It's going to be in the 20s. I'll get 24 and a half. 24 and a half. Ron P., thank you. Good to hear from you. Yep, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Randy is next. Hello, Randy. How are you? I'm good. Good. Gophers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hawkeyes. Uh, Hawkeyes. Iowa State give three-and-a-half to the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Cyclones. Cowboys, point-and-a-half favorite over the Vikings. Uh, I'm afraid the Cowboys. All right. Green Bay is a favorite tonight. Three-and-a-half points over the Titans. Yeah, I'll go with Green Bay. Uh, the tiebreaker is the Grey Cup total points, Toronto-Winnipeg in Regina, Saskatchewan. 31. 31. Thank you, Randy. You ever been to Saskatchewan, TC? No, I've never been to Canada, <laughs> but I'm, I'm feeling a little shade from That's over there. That's where you need to stay away from that. Yeah, I think Winnipeg's bad, and it is. This is worse. You know, here's Derek from New Sharon. I thought I was going to meet Derek last Thursday. So did I. I asked him where he was. Did, you couldn't answer the bell. What happened to you last week for the birthday bash, Derek? Well, I couldn't get a ride. I don't look good in orange. I don't look good Boy. six feet under. I know that. Yeah. You know what? You just moved up in my book, uh, Derek. Uh, well thought on your part. Well thought. If you couldn't get a ride, stay home. Good stuff. All right, Derek, here we go. Gophers are a two-and-a-half point favorite over the Hawks. I hate to say it, but the Hawks. Iowa State's a three-and-a-half point favorite over Texas Tech. Clowns. Cowboys a point-and-a-half over the Vikings. Oh, I give me the bikes. Green Bay tonight, three and a half over Tennessee. There ain't no way they're beating my Titans. All right. Titans. I'm with you on that, and I'm surprised uh, that there's not more people feel that way. And we'll see. All right, tiebreaker, Derek. Uh, total points in the Grey Cup, Toronto versus Winnipeg, Sunday afternoon, ESPN 2, 530. Whoa. 37. Thank you, Derek. You have a good weekend. Appreciate it. You too. Good to hear from me. And Ron S. is our final caller. Hi, Ron. Hi. Uh, Gophers. This is winner, Ron. Winner, Ron. Gotcha. Okay, that we can separate you two. Um, Gophers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hawkeyes. Taking Iowa. Iowa State's three-and-a-half over Texas Tech. Taking Iowa State. Cowboys a point-and-a-half over the Vikings. Taking the Cowboys. Green Bay, three and a half to Tennessee. Taking Green Bay. Tiebreaker, total points, closest without going over in the 109th edition of the Grey Cup. 38. Have a good uh, weekend, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate uh, Claxon's barbecue uh, for that. Did anybody take the Vikings? Uh, yes, two good. people. What's your play of the day? Consensus Iowa, by the way. That's dangerous. Oh, was it? Okay. Play of the day. My favorite one right. on the board. My favorite one of the week. Is a 10 star? This is a 10 star. This All is right. a 50 star. This is Whoa. 
Colorado State, Nico Medved's team against South Carolina. South Carolina team that looked awful against a terrible South Carolina State team. I'm on them. You can find all my picks at the Action Network. We got a half dozen more. That's 1-0 already in the day. Thank you, Nittany Lions. Murph and Andy.